You're listening to The Right to Be Catholic with Sean A.R. Brought to you by the Eastern Catholic Re-Evangelization Center. Welcome, everybody, to the Right to Be Catholic podcast, where we tackle everyday issues that we, as Catholics, face in our modern world today. I'm your host, Catholic speaker and advocate, Sean A.R. So today's show is going to focus on the new year, 2021. We're finally over 2020. We'll talk a little bit about that in the podcast. We'll talk about how St. Francis, uh, I'm sorry, Pope Francis uh, declared this year, 2021, as the year of St. Joseph. We'll talk a little bit about that, who he is, and why it's important. And we'll also talk about setting religious goals, or if you want to call them resolutions, people call them New Year's resolutions, but we're going to focus on that and how to keep them. So today's top, uh, today's show is going to be a little different. I'm not going to have a guest uh, you only have me. Uh, we'll go over this together. You can listen to a little bit about what I have to say about the topic. So I'm going with the theme. Uh, the quote today comes from St. Francis de Sales. And the quote goes, have patience with all things, but chiefly have patience with yourself. Do not lose courage in considering your own imperfections, but instantly set about remedying them. Every day, begin the task anew. Now, a little bit about St. Francis de Sales. He lived around 1600s in France. And throughout his life, he was a bishop, an educator. He was a big part of the Catholic Reformation. During that time, he was considered a doctor of the church. And perhaps he felt very deeply, more than anyone, about the pressing need for daily beginnings, for starting anew, overcoming possibilities, um, from failure, and at least, you know, uh, the difficulty that burdened the path God gave him during that period in history. Now, if you think about it, he probably was dealing with a lot going on during the Reformation. And to him, he probably thought, this is the worst of times. How sort of how we today are thinking, this is the worst time ever in all of history. I've heard many people very recently, last year, you know, talking about, Hey, this is the worst it could ever get. Everything's falling apart. Catholics are not being respected. People are going against the Catholic faith. And yeah, it does. It's, it's bad. It feels bad. But I'll tell you one thing. And I know this. God, in his infinite wisdom, knows that we can handle this. Right? He put us in the world at this specific time of the world. He knows this because he's done it before. To us, this feels like the worst of the worst, but if you look throughout history, far more, far worse things have happened. For example, you know, during the during the persecution when the apostles, Jesus knew, God knew that the apostles could handle it. With Abraham, he knew Abraham could do what he was supposed to do to leave his um, homeland and go and search and start this nation. Right? He knew Adam can do what he was supposed to do. That's why he created him during that time. And he, he creates every one of us in the time period he knows that we can handle it. So if you're thinking to yourself, this is the worst of the worst, know that God chose you to be here in this specific time, in 2020, right? And now 2021, to live out because he knows you can do what you're supposed to do. Now, speaking of last year, right? It was different, to say the least. And... I believe God was trying to show us what was really important in life. 
not to take for granted these things that we have or do. Now, I understand some of us were dealing with hard times. Some of us lost loved ones. Some of us dealt with hardships in different ways, losing jobs, you know, being at home, not being able to see family members. For example, you know, I mean, thank God nothing crazy happened to myself or my family, but I've had cousins that, um, and family members who were, who went through COVID and were, you know, were struck with that illness for, for a brief moment, some more serious than others. Um, thankfully, something good happened in 2020 for myself. Uh, I had a daughter, but my wife was pregnant during COVID and had the baby during COVID. So my daughter was born in, during the whole COVID period. And I have family members who until this day have not seen her because obviously we're dealing with this whole pandemic and you can't see each other and whatnot. But I will tell you something. There is good that I think that came out of it. Now, not, maybe not for everybody, but when I was thinking about this, I thought to myself, maybe God wanted us to realize what's important in life. So for those of you who remember this when you were younger, when you did something bad, or if your parent or whoever your guardian was wanted to teach something, they say, hey, you're going in timeout. I do it to my kids all the time so they can learn something. But in this timeout that we're in or were in, did we learn from it? Ask yourself that. Did I learn from my timeout during COVID? I have many people that would talk to me before COVID and say, oh, you know, I work too much. I don't have time for my family to do things at home. I'm always out and about. I'm never around. Well, we had all the time in the world. We were home with our families. Um, not all of our family, but, you know, our immediate family. If you had children and wife or husband, um, some of us got to, some of us got to see our immediate families, obviously, but it was harder. But you know what it did? It taught us that what's important, right? What's important in our lives? For me, it was church, right? God, like not not being able to go to church and receive the Eucharist it was crazy to me. And then my family, obviously. It drove me crazy that I wasn't able to see my family. For example, I celebrated my last my birthday last year uh, via Zoom. And a lot of my family members, we started doing Zoom conferences and stuff like that. But it again, it taught us what's important, right? I remember last year, my wife and I, we had, you know, we've been watching church uh, via YouTube. And finally, when we got to go to mass and then I received the Eucharist, I actually felt overwhelmed. It, it made me like, like shake and I, I, it almost brought me to tears and I felt so like emotional when I received the Eucharist for the first time in a long time. And I said, thank you, God, please don't let us be apart this long again. So, you know, for myself, again, it made me realize, hey, what's important? You know, family, friends, obviously church, right? Go and receive the Eucharist. So as as Catholics, I don't think we take advantage of these things or, or, or of going to church. We take, for, we take for granted these kind of things. My wife and I were talking about this and she said, you know, we got to taste just a little bit of how other people live in other countries who are persecuted religiously. We feared for, we feared for our lives going to church. That's, that's them every single day. 
maybe God just wanted us to wake up and say, hey, listen, you've been living a lavish life, free from everything. Here's a little taste of what it is, how hard it is. Do you love me that much? Did you still want to go to church? Or do you say, oh, one little thing stopping me. I'm just not going to go anymore, right? People were fearing every minute for their lives. You know what, what resonated in my mind every single day? And it's actually in the Bible 300, it's mentioned in the Bible 365 times. And the words are, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And I read this, it said, do not be afraid because faith gives meaning to every event, however happy or sad, and makes us aware that God can make flowers spring from stony ground. So no matter how bad the situation is, trust in God and he'll make good things happen. And you know who did that best? His name was Joseph. Now, Pope Francis declared 2021, well, it started in December of uh, December 8th of 2020 to December 8th, 2021. Pope Francis declared this year the year of St. Joseph. Now, some of us know a little bit about St. Joseph. Some of us don't, right? He's not really mentioned a lot in the Bible. There's nothing, there's no quotes from him. Nothing that was really said much about him. We know a little bit about him, right? So let's talk a little bit about him, who he is, what this um, year of St. Joseph is all about, and why is it important? Well, first off, St. Joseph, right? He's a carpenter. We knew that. He's a spouse of our mother, Mary. He's the foster father of our Lord Jesus. He's, he's known as the silent saint because he didn't really say that much. He's the patron saint of workers, of the sick, and of a happy death. And why the happy death? Because it was, it was said that during his death, or the moments of his death, he had Jesus on one side and our mother Mary on the other side. And think about that for a second. How lucky can we be if that's the moment of my death, if I had Jesus on one side and our mother Mary on the other side welcoming me? I'd have... I mean, I mean, I have no problem because I'm dead, but that would be the best way to go. How beautiful was that for him? Knowing that he had two of the most important, most powerful people in all of history at his side, the moments of his death. And, you know, even in heaven now, many people have told me that, you know, besides Jesus, obviously, besides Mary, St. Joseph is the next one. Pope Pius IX declared him both patron and protector of the Catholic Church. What a title, right? You're the protector of the Catholic Church. And I think it's fitting to have that title because out of all the people in all of existence, God chose this man, Joseph, to be his protector and to raise him on earth. Wow. What an honor, right? Out of all the people in the world, God chose this guy to do it. So me personally, I think it's pretty awesome. And he obviously is someone important to, you know, to know about and He's an important saint where we should pray with because knowing that if God favored him over all other men 
to, to guide him, I'm sure he has much respect for this man and much love for this man. Pope Francis talked about him and the why behind making this year the year of St. Joseph, right? For us to mimic St. Joseph. And he said, um, he said, it has helped us to see more clearly the importance of the ordinary person who through far from the limelight exercised patience and offered hope every single day. And that's St. Joseph, right? In this, we can resemble a St. Joseph, a man who goes unnoticed, a daily discreet and hidden presence who nonetheless played an incomparable role, incomparable role in the history of salvation. Again, we didn't hear much about this guy, but he played a, a very important role in the history of salvation. He helped Jesus throughout his life as a youth. Jesus took on his trait. He became a carpenter like him. And like all of us men who learn from our fathers or daughters learn from our fathers, Jesus learned from St. Joseph. St. Joseph, in fact, concretely expressed his fatherhood by making an offering of himself in love, a love placed at the service of the Messiah who was growing in maturity in his own home. Think about that. So why is, why is it important, right? Why is the year of St. Joseph important? It's a call to be holy, okay? And what does this holiness mean? It means practicing our faith. It means faithfully uh, partaking in mass. It means the conversion from our sins, going to confession, being reconciled with others, forgiving past offenses, Saying yes to God, just like how St. Joseph said yes to God. His dreams, like, Joseph, pick up and go. Joseph, take Mary. Joseph, do this. What a great way to start the new year, a new slate, a new page. Forgiving our past offenses, being faithful to daily prayer, practicing charity, the sign of holiness. So why is it so important to be holy, right? It's important it's more important to, than just doing something nice, to live in God's love, practicing our faith. It's important to be holy because we are interested in our own salvation and we want one day to come into the presence of the almighty God himself. And then we must live in his presence even now. It's not like, oh, uh, you know, I'll be good someday. No, he wants it now to be with God forever in his kingdom. And it's also our duty as Catholics to be a witness to others, right, of the gospel message, that Christ is alive. He's not dead. It's a good movie, by the way. God's not dead. He's alive. He lives in us, Catholics and Christians. He lives in us. And we are his missionaries, and we have to bring his message to others, right? St. Joseph was a father, obviously. And know this quote, fathers, and Pope Francis said this, fathers are not born, but made. A man does not become a father simply by bringing a child into the world. And I believe that. Just because you've, you brought a child into the world doesn't make you a father. 
but it is by taking up responsibility to take care of that child. And fathers who are listening to this, I want you to know this. Listen, I'm sure most of you are great dads, but you have to forget yourself and give up of yourself so that your children can grow and point them in the right directions. And Pope Francis even says this. He says, being a father emphasizes, you know, it has nothing to do with possession, but rather a sign pointing to a greater fatherhood. And that fatherhood is our heavenly father. So there's a prayer that um, I saw in in that letter that Pope Francis was talking about. It's a prayer, and he challenged all of us to do it every single day. And I'm going to challenge all of you guys to try to do it every single day. And you can look this up on Google. Just look up the letter that Pope Francis wrote in the Vatican about um, St. Joseph. And this this prayer is in there. And I'm going to say to you guys, I'm going to recite it to you guys right now. It goes, Hail, guardian of the Redeemer, spouse of the Blessed Virgin. To you, God entrusted his only son. In you, Mary placed her trust. With you, Christ became man. Blessed Joseph, to us too, show yourself a father and a guide. Guide us in the path of life. Obtain for us grace, mercy, and courage, and defend us from every evil. Amen. Beautiful, right? So, we know this is the year of St. Joseph. We know we have to start a new slate. So how do we do that? People always start the new year. I want to do a New Year's resolution, right? I have these New Year's resolutions. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to start eating less. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to work harder. Do we set the right goals? Those are good goals to set, right? Good resolutions to set for the year. But are we setting the right ones? So I'm going to go over a few that you can go with your, you can do with your family. And I'm going to go over a few religious goals and you know res, resolutions, goals, whatever you want to call them for the year. The first one, let's talk about family really quick. So you can set up family resolutions for the new year. Spend more time with your family. I know we're still in COVID. Like, Sean, how could I do that if I'm still in COVID? Set up a Zoom conference. You know, call them, FaceTime them if you have an Apple phone or whatever phone you have. You know, video conference them. And if you could spend time with them, spend time with them. You don't know how important that is. Like my father, he just wants to be around all of his children and grandchildren. I love that. You know, you realize certain things at certain times. You say, this is this is what's truly important, right? Just wanting to be, I love being around family members. Um, I, I, I don't know how people don't like that. I don't know. Maybe I just love my family too much, what it is. But those are the important things. So make that New Year's resolution. Spend more time with family. Spend more time with your immediate family, your spouse, if you have a spouse, your children. Uh, Set up family night, right? When I'm saying, again, if you can do it together, great, do it together. If not, virtually set up family night with your extended family, with cousins and friends, right? You can do games, um, you know, however it is you can set it up, but set up those times like, hey guys, once a month, let's all get together. And if you can do it in person, we can do it in person. If you can't do it in person, we'll do it over Zoom. Same thing with your spouse, okay? Set up date nights, Because at the end of the day, I know we're all busy with this life and everything. We're dealing with COVID. We're dealing with our daily lives, our jobs, our everything, our children. Make time for each other. Set up those 
date nights. Again, if you can't leave, set up a date night at home. Watch a movie, get a little plate out, some food, some chips, some dip, right? Some Italian meat, something nice. I like Italian meat, some chips, some dip, maybe some spinach dip, a nice wine. Most important, try to make a goal to get off your electronics, like your, your you know, social media, especially now, social media, right? It's full of fun facts, social media right now. Get off of it for a little bit. Get off your phone. Focus on the people that are in front of you. My wife bought a whole bunch of board games for the children uh, for Christmas. You know, she plays with them all the time. Do things like that with family and friends. Get involved with each other. Imagine it's like the 90s before cell phones came out, right? And all we had to do was just talk to each other. How about religious goals? How many of you set religious resolutions for this year? I'm going to go to church every single week or every single day or every other day, however you can do, right? I'm going to go to adoration more often. I'm going to spend time with the Lord at least one hour a week. Listen, we make so much time for everything else. Why can't we make time for something that's this important? Our salvation, our God. And I'm not just telling you to do this because you're afraid you're, gonna, you're not going to make it to heaven. I'm telling you to do this because you love him so much. You want to be near him, with him all the time. How about this one? I did this one here. Reading the Bible. And you don't have to like read the whole thing in one sitting. Spread it out right? Read the New Testament, then read the Old Testament. And you can say like every week I want to read a chapter or every, you know, however you want to space it out, read it out. Now, if you don't like reading, it's available, you know, audio. You can listen to it. And I'm telling you right now, you'll be amazed. And I, I read, not cover to cover, but I read the Bible many times, uh, specifically the New Testament. And um, every time I read it, God speaks to me in a different way. Attending Bible studies. We have awesome Bible studies at ECRC. Uh, I know uh, Bishop Francis does them. I know uh, Jeff Kassab does them. He does Bible studies. I think I think uh, we do an Arabic Bible study as well. We do an English Bible study. So we have these things where you can go and you can do them. And I, I'm, I'm not sure if we have them. I believe we do have them online too as well. But like through, I believe through Facebook, through ECRC, but you can call ECRC and check that. But I do know we do have them. It's a great way for you to go and learn more about your faith. Invest your time in your faith. Make that part of your new resolution. I want to know more about my faith. I want to research more about this. I want to know more about why we are Eastern Rite Catholics and why there's Latin Rite Catholics, you know, Roman Rite. And there's different rites. What's the difference? Know these things, Right. How about this? Volunteer. Do something different that you don't normally do. You can volunteer your time. You can volunteer your money. Well, however it is you want to give, be charitable, give back. Trust me, it will change your life. And in that, when you do that, you're doing something good for someone else. Now, when you do these good things, don't go and boast about them. You know, today I posted on Facebook that I went and I uh, volunteered doing this. Or today I did this, something good for somebody. Don't do that. If you're going to do it, do it just for yourself. There's that saying, don't let your, what is it, right hand know what your left hand's doing. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. Keep it. Because if we all 
pat you on the back now and tell you, good job, there's your reward. But if you do it in secret, your reward will be in heaven. Now, we went through a lot of things, right? And I'm sure you have more yourself. And you're probably like, yeah, I start off the year strong, but I always fall out. I fail. But I don't want you to be discouraged. You know, the word fail, F-A-I-L, is actually an acronym. If you take it apart, the F stands for first, the A stands for attempt, the I, in, and the L, learning. So first attempt in learning. If you fail, get back up. Don't give up. Keep trying, right? How can you... um, how can you not fail, right? Well, what could I do to help me to keep these goals? So my wife and I, what we did last year, we posted them. We wrote them down and we posted them somewhere. And you can, you can, and you, however you want to do it, right? You can check in on them. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. We didn't do good that much. We didn't do that good, but we, we, we posted them. We had some personal ones. We had some family ones. We had some religious ones. But you post them somewhere, either only where you know you can see them or some are visible for the whole family, if that's how you guys choose to do it in your family. But you post them so that every so often, you can go and look and say, okay, these are the goals that I set. How am I doing so far? You know, I messed up on this one. I should try this one more often. As long as you're trying, you know, and you can see them and you can see your progression throughout the year, like how am I, how I've been doing, I guarantee you, it will make a difference in your life. Again, Nothing wrong with making those other New Year's resolutions, but these specific ones are made for family and for yourself to grow in your faith. Set religious resolutions. It never and ever hurts to do these things, to do good things, to pray, to do that. I read this thing. It's uh, it, it went once a man was asked, "What did you gain by regularly praying to God?" The man replied, "Nothing." But let me tell you what I lost. Anger, ego, greed, depression, insecurity, fear of death. Sometimes the answer to our prayers is not gaining, but losing, which is ultimately a gain, right? We don't know how God answers us, but we do know that he does. I've heard it said, God doesn't, God answers you in three different ways. Yes, he answers you, maybe, or I have something better for you, right? Not now, or I have something better for you. So I want you guys to try to, you know, um, use this year, the year of St. Joseph, to honor St. Joseph, pray with St. Joseph. Try to look up that prayer that I mentioned earlier. Try to mimic your life, you know, your day-to-day, every day, and trust in God the way St. Joseph trusted in God. Try setting up New Year's resolutions for yourselves, for family, for yourself, your religious ones. Track them. Write them down. Put them somewhere where you can see them. Post them somewhere where you can see them. Not on Facebook or something like that. But post them somewhere where you can see them. These are only your personal ones. And if you want to share some of your resolutions with us, when we post this podcast on ECRC's Facebook page, let us know. Maybe we learn from, maybe we'll learn from you. Maybe there are some New Year's resolutions, religious ones or family ones that you guys do in your home that can help us. 
and tell us on the Facebook page, tell us how, how you keep them. What do you guys, what are you doing to keep these resolutions every single day for the year? Also, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Let them learn, right? We're trying to spread the message of our Lord every day. So I thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I'm going to leave you with this closing thought. Do not be afraid, or I'm sorry, do not be defined by your past. Your past is the tutor of your present and is always preparing you for a new experience. Forget about disappointments to any past mistakes that are keeping you from moving forward. It's never too late for a new beginning. Thank you again for listening. And remember to go forth with confidence because you have the right to be Catholic. God bless everybody. You have been listening to an ECRC Martoma Productions podcast. To learn more about ECRC and all of our programs, go to ecrc.us.